Hey, welcome to another episode of Say More Words. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited that I get to introduce you to one of my favorite people on the planet, Jeremy Swick, but I call him Sumo, so for the rest of the episode, you're going to hear Sumo because his government name grosses me out. I love you, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing absolutely amazing. How are you doing, Tamika? I'm so good. Um, so we start every episode with a song of the day, and super special, my guests get to pick the song of the day. So. Sumo, what's our song of the day? It's the Beer Barrel Polka that's played at Milwaukee Brewers games. It's a song from the Czech Republic, and it made me really happy this weekend. I went to three Brewer games in a row. They were hosting the Braves, and I had a friend come in from Atlanta and went to all three games, and it just reminded me how much I love that polka song, and it's something uniquely Milwaukee, and my friend got a, a good enjoyment out of watching us dance and sing the polka besides take me out to the ball game one of our mutual buddies got married last october and they played it at the wedding and it filled my soul like it just like like was just so happy i forgot how much i love the fact that i grew up in wisconsin and i just like just random weird little things like everybody dancing to the polka between that and you know, Bloody Mary beer chasers. I had to explain how you get chasers with every Bloody Mary you get, and it's standard issue here. Yes. I when was home a couple of weeks ago, and I ordered a Bloody because when you're in Wisconsin, you get a Bloody, and they asked what I wanted for a chaser, and they asked if Spotted Cow was fine, and I was like, yes, Spotted Cow is fine, and yes, I want a chaser. Like, I just, There's just so many wonderful, beautiful things about the state of Wisconsin, <laughs> and those are two. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Jeremy, on top of being one of my favorite people, we well, I'm going to tell everybody how we met after, but can you give us a little snippet of your villain story, who you are, what you do? I always love that comic book issue number one story. I'll make this one a, a little briefer, but I was born in Guatemala. I was put up for adoption pretty quickly after I was born. Got blessed enough to come to Wisconsin, and that's been my home pretty much ever since. I've traveled really all over the Midwest and down to Georgia chasing different museum dreams. And I had the opportunity to work at the Pro Football Hall of Fame doing Brett Lorenzo Favre's induction in 2016. I was named the historian and curator at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta in 2018, where I was for about four years. And one of the exciting things during that whole period, I realized I also wanted to start doing my own thing too. So in 2018, I started my own company called Swick Media, and that's just been great and growing, and it's been real enjoyable. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about all of them, but viewers, why I'm bringing Jeremy to you. So, oh my gosh, I called you Jeremy instead of Sumo. Anyways, I met Sumo when he was 18 years old, and when he played, we met in college. He played for the rugby team, and I haven't had the opportunity yet on the podcast to talk about rugby and everyone's like, why do you love rugby? When I was 17 years old, I walked into the rugby house the first year, first weekend of freshman year for a party. And then I just never left. I was there all of college. Uh, I think one of the years I lived or two of the years I lived on water street, but otherwise I lived with the rugby team and I've been obsessed ever since. And so my senior, senior year, super senior year, his freshman year, I think it was a senior or super senior. I was there a long time too. I don't know why I, this is something that I do. I've done all of my life, but I just like, when I meet somebody that I think is going to be very important to me forever, I like choose you to be mine 
for, for always. And so at 18, I was like, Sumo, you get to be mine. And I hugged him and I squeezed him and he is now mine for forever. He's one of my favorite people uh, to be around. He's super fun, but he's also super knowledgeable on random ass shit. And he is so well connected. Sumo, I really want you to talk to people kind of about your experience. I know you like glossed over your, you know, your museum, your daytime job is, you know, you are a historian, but you're so very smart and so knowledgeable in all things sports. And I mean, quite honestly, as a background person who loves you, when you got the job at the College Football Hall of Fame, it was like, holy shit, he's made it. Like, just, you've had really cool jobs and really cool experiences. So if you can talk about like, what life was like working in the museums and like some of the cool people, maybe even some stories, if you'd like, in that realm. I think a large amount of it was just pure ignorance uh, throughout high school, throughout college, especially in college. I just did things I liked. I found myself really liking history classes. And so I remember as like a freshman taking literally as many history classes as I could. My sophomore year, kind of the same thing. And I just kind of kept taking them. Eventually, my professors were like, you need to do something with this. I kind of fell into the, what are you going to do, teach? I'm like, that sounds great. Let me do that. And had that journey for a little while. And I always attribute that to really honing my soft people skills, being able to talk to anyone and really interact with anyone. And I always joke that I give people that favorite social studies teacher vibes when I meet them, because I always <laughs> talk about history, the most random things, you know, drunk history is one of my favorite shows and just kind of going on tangents about, we were on a boat tour this weekend. They were talking about the, the bridge war of 1846 that eventually united Milwaukee. We had Kilbourne and Juno warring on bridges because they both wanted their own cities. I digress, but it's one of those things where I just continue to love history and my professor saw that I also was interested in sports. So I had the opportunity, Brent Henso, who's now the curator for the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, and was out with the Patriots at that time. He went to Eau Claire as well, and our professors connected each other, and he helped me get my internship at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Amazing. And for me, that was really one of the first times I got to interact with athletes on less of a fan level and more as a, a working partner level. And so I think once the nostalgia wore off, I wouldn't say it wore off, but once I realized this was a professional, professional job, I remember the first hall of famer I got to meet was Michael Irvin from the Dallas Cowboys. And I reminded him that I was uh, from Wisconsin. And we had a little joke about that because he didn't like how I said Wisconsin like that. And went on a little bit of a tangent talking about how the nineties Packers gave him hell. And I'm like, that's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. From there, I just had the opportunity to meet a wider range of athletes, especially when I was down in Atlanta at the College Triple Hall of Fame. Uh, one of the things I realized is, one, they're people too. Everyone has good days and bad days. So I tell people a lot of times when you see an athlete and maybe he's rude or maybe you have a bad experience, you got to remember you might have been the 7,000th person who asked that question this week. And people, like I said, people have good days, people have bad days. But from my experience, I was fortunate enough, the vast majority of people were always great. I was also doing things to help them too. So that helped, uh, I think, build those connections. I would talk about obviously something from history or maybe even something they did in their career, but in a way that maybe wasn't a fan per se, but it was kind of a, maybe a historical perspective or just something I observed. That does come with a caveat. Anytime it's 90s or early 2000s Packers, 
I secretly lose my mind. <laughs> Fair. I've been able to, you know, channel that a little bit, but I, I have, a, I do have a story. I now work with Dorsey Levins from the Packers on the podcast he does with Amon Green and Gilbert Brown. We were down in Atlanta, and they, our partners like Coca Cola, for example, would bring in different athletes to sign autographs and and do all that good stuff. And I all see the list, and you know, it's a lot of times people I know might go greet them, and and just say hi. And I saw on the list that it was Dorsey Levins. And I'm like, it's Dorsey the Horse Levens, one of the greatest Packers running backs of the 90s, Super Bowl champion, all, all that good stuff. So I decided, I guess I needed to come into work on a Saturday, you know, and <laughs> help out to make sure everything's running, everything ran smoothly. And of, of course it did there at the hall. And I got to, you know, talk to one of my favorite players. And one of the big things like we talked about is the networking aspect. So a lot of times when I meet these players, meet people, and not just of importance, when you develop a genuine connection with someone, is I use my handy-dandy tool, LinkedIn. And I go add these people right away, so it's not just some random guy adding you on social media, but someone you've just connected with, and it, it's been a great network enhancer. I mean, out of all of the people I know in my life, you and another one of our friends, his name is Joe, like it's like the six degrees of separation and networking and especially inside of the sports world, because everybody seems to know you, like you are just that good at your interpersonal skills, your people skills. And one of the things I love about you is you make anybody who's talking to you at that moment, the most important person on the planet. And I think, especially in the world, just like what you said before, you know, these athletes get asked a thousand questions every day, like famous people get asked a thousand questions every day, and they are only human. And you give them a human experience inside of a place in which they're inundated with the same everyday things. I, I appreciate that. I do have to laugh because one of my favorite connections, of course, is Mon Green, another one of my favorites, 2000s Packers running back. He was actually just a cold reach out on LinkedIn. I just asked him how I could provide value and help. And now we work on podcasts together and it's it, it's been great. But again, it's just making that network. And I always tell people, if you don't have maybe the financial resources to pay people, just find ways you can assist and make someone's life easier, their business easier, and just be that bridge. Maybe the bridge they don't even know they need. Well, and it's such a beautiful thing too in that space. You know, one of the things I'd like to talk about is bringing joy. Like in what ways can you bring joy to somebody? And just as you said, you may not be able to financially contribute, but you could do something that takes something off of their plate and bring such joy. The really cool thing about Amon, like, I, you know, I I was around when that was happening. And as somebody who grew up in Wisconsin as a Packers fan, like, we were just jumping out of our skin at the fact that he even responded, <laughs> let alone like you get to work with him every day. And that is in itself just a dream. Like that's joy filled in itself. As you always talk about manifesting and just, I think creating your own opportunities. I talk about a lot. We don't see our own blueprint and it helps to have someone like a coach or someone who can see the, you know, the higher level kind of, I always think of that, you know, like a mouse in a maze, someone giving you, you know, those directions because you might not be able to see directly in front of you what you're supposed to do. And it can definitely, I think, help not only expand your horizons, but also help expedite uh, your process as well. 
Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about you too, and getting to be a part, you know, getting to be your friend, getting to be, you know, in the, in your corner in all of the things that you do is that, you know, you are so highly creative that it just takes one step. You know, it's just that one step in the map that you're missing and to getting to be a part of your team as you expand is one of the greatest blessings because you just get to do just such really cool stuff. Like you get to work with really cool people. You get to talk to really cool people. And it's just a truly an honor to watch how you work. So thank you for letting me be a part of that journey. I really appreciate you, Tamika. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of the journey, right? One of the things I want to do, so we talked about kind of the historic, historical side, the sports side, and, you know, us losing our mind. Actually, fun fact, too, for those of you who um, follow me on Facebook or social media, any form of social media that knows that I was sitting next to Mike Singletary for an entire plane ride and had no idea who he was. Like I asked him if he was good at football. The first person I actually texted was Sumo. And I was like, I'm sitting next to this guy named Mike Singleton. And I asked him if he was any good at football. Is that bad? <laughs> it was a moment in time. We'll tell, we'll tell the Mike Singletary story when we have him on the podcast. So one of the things I want you to talk about, right? Like you're such, you're so good at connections. Obviously you're good at history. I do want you to talk more about SWIC media. Now, like it is a service. It is, it is a, you know, it's, it helps make my business function. It helps make, you know, people that I know that are really close to me function. It helps them on greens. Like what is SWIC media? So with that and being a historian, I want to go into a little bit of the origin of that. One of the reasons it was to kind of solve a problem I saw and also in the museum space, I saw a lot of times where we'd be charged these high fees, not get a whole lot of results, but also it just didn't feel genuine. You felt like a cookie cutter. It, it just didn't feel organic or natural. And I really wanted to find a way to come up and kind of combat and compete that while also developing my own skills to make myself more marketable within the museum space when you're working with a small team, it's really nice to have someone who doesn't mind making graphics or making logos or doing the social media aspect because sometimes, a lot of times in museums, we hire out a contractor that really doesn't have the same connection to the museum you're working at itself. So really that's, that's how it was created. But what we do is we create everything from graphics to running social media pages to showing people how to set up. And one of the most exciting things we've really jumped into this last, I'd say, six, seven, almost seven months or so this last year is the creation of podcasts for a wide variety of different genres and interests and really needs as well. Okay. So I want you to say more words on that. Like, what does that mean? Like, I know. Obviously, from my standpoint, I know a little bit more because I work with other business owners and other creatives and people who are, but like, what does that mean? You work on podcasts or you, you do social media, like say more words on those. I love that you brought that up. I think the biggest thing is a lot of times we see people or we talk to people and they're like, I would love to start a podcast, but I don't know how. And where I come in and where my company comes in is we start you from square one. We explain to you and talk with you what you might need. For example, supplies, the things you need to order to make it a successful podcast. And even before that, I love getting ideas from people because it's great to have an idea. You want to do a podcast, 
but it's really more so, okay, why do you want it? Asking the why question, well, what is your goal? What are your ambitions with this podcast? Is it something you're just doing for fun? And that's great, and we can work towards that. Or is it a, a way to create more marketing or more engagement for your other business? That's great as well. And creating kind of a blueprint and a plan is one of the things we do. And this can also include, depending on how much you need, is creating the social media accounts themselves, showing you how to get connected so we can download it on Apple and Amazon and all, all the major podcasting hosting sites as well. So part of the reason why, I mean, you know that I'm obsessed with you and I was going to have you on my podcast anyways, like my podcast wouldn't exist. This world wouldn't exist for me without you. You know, years ago, people told me that they wanted me to do a podcast because they wanted to be able to listen or they came to a conference or they wanted to hear more. We had Tea Time with Tamika RIP on Facebook Live, but everyone was like, you need to do a podcast. And I never would do it because I wasn't supported in it. Like I didn't know what to do. I wouldn't, I didn't know how to I didn't know what cameras to buy or, you know, microphones, or I didn't even think about it. I think I text you daily a random ass question about how to do a podcast. And so I wouldn't be here in this space without you. And so I'm so very thankful for you that you exist because I did not know that this service existed. I would have probably done it a lot sooner had I known. And so I think just more people need to hear that it can truly be that simple. All you need is to find the right help. I appreciate that. And we just talked about this. I always tell people the one thing we do is overthink everything. And I'm guilty of it too. I'm I'm not uh, not without blame for that. But I think so much of it is just getting started. We have cell phones that if you need to start that way, that is great. I went and got a little fancy, got some cameras and a real nice mic. But just to get started, it, it's so easy. And one of the services we provide is helping you get started and get ready to to share your thoughts, your stories, your feelings really with the world, depending on how, how you want to go about it. My goal is with the service is to not make it scary. We text all the time and we joke, Hey, put it down. Because if you've had the question, I'll, I guarantee you, I had the question at some point and it's really just kind of creating ways to continue to grow, not only the company, but your brand and your podcast as well. I love it. It's, it's truly spreading the stories further you know, part of the reason why I started my podcast was so that people could hear from other, like, I'm going to be fully honest. Did I ever think that I would be one degree separated from, you know, the Packers players that we watched on TV as kids and like idolized? No, but here I am one degree separated because of you, right? Like, um, but like, we just don't share those stories anymore. We don't share the connections as much. And I think truly the podcasting world is exploding and it has exploded since COVID um, and more and more people want to do it and they need to share their stories. And so I'm so thankful that someone like you exists because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without you. I really appreciate it. It's just one of those exciting things where I created my own podcast as well. And again, sharing those journeys, sharing those stories, being that historian, I've always loved to learn more about people's origins if you will and understanding where people come from and a lot of times people don't feel like they're unique but their stories everyone has a different story and it's one of those really exciting things i can't tell you how many times people think that well you know one of the things i i say to people all the time in my space i'm like you aren't so unique that it's only happened to you right like you aren't so unique that it's only happened to you. So speak up because somebody else needs to hear it. 
But the way that it happened to you is different. The way that you experience the world is different. The way that you saw a situation is different and unique. And you should be, you should, should be telling somebody, um, you know, as you know, with my colorful background, something, someone told me a long time ago, if you don't share it, somebody may not be able to survive because of it. Like you need to share your stories so that other people can learn from it and they can succeed and they can create their own stories. And so I love that. I just, I, I love, I mean, I love history and I love your perspective on things. One question I do have for you is, you know, what is the greatest piece of advice you've ever been given? The greatest piece of advice I've ever been given is trusting the process. And if you know mm. me, I talk about that pretty much on a daily basis. And I think it's one of those things where I remember, obviously, there's been trials and tribulations in everyone's lives, and you don't really know the outcome. And sometimes it's terrifying. Sometimes, you know, I moved across the country down to a, a job where I didn't really know a soul in the entire South, but I did it anyway. And deciding to go to grad school. And there's just been so many other forks in the road where you just decide and at the time, it's scary, but you feel like somehow in this process, it's going to work. And fortunately, through that, now, when I feel that adversity, and maybe not all the time, I act on it right away, is leaning into that fear of the unknown, into the unknown, as, which is the title of my podcast, is really, while I think your feelings are valid in being maybe scared or nervous or what what's coming next is really being excited to break embrace that unknown and that next step yes Ugh, i love it what has brought you joy in the last 24 hours so last 24 hours it's really been having my friend come up from atlanta just we kind of did all the wisconsin things went to the three brewer games did a milwaukee boat tour went to my favorite brewery which is lakefront brewery Having a good time. I always love showing people the city and everything the, the state of Wisconsin has to offer because if you're not from the area, a lot of people see it as a flyover state, which I can understand, but it is just a great place to be. And obviously I've lived in seven cities and like four states and somehow I keep coming back here and it's, it's just one of those things that's exciting to share. And that's really what's brought me joy this last day or so. Yay. I love that. I love like for all of the things you said, it's Wisconsin is definitely one of those places that when you grow up, you're like, I can't wait to leave. And then you leave and you're like, I love coming back. Well, for you, you went back, but I do love now. I'll never leave the state of Texas, but I do. Wisconsin is now one of my favorite places to go visit. And I'm sure everyone is as obsessed with you as I am. Well, that's not true. No one is going to be more obsessed with you than me. If they want to work with you, if they want to learn more average history facts, or they want to, um, dive in more to Swick Media, how do we find you? So you can find me easily on swickmedia.com for all my socials for the podcast, which is Into the Unknown with Jeremy Swick, is at pod.intotheunknown on everything. We got we got we got that branding handled. And then on other social media platforms you can find me at the average historian where we can talk business, we can talk history. And with Swick Media we can just really talk about how we can help grow your brand, your business your idea for a podcast. Uh, sometimes I think people think they need a business for a podcast or they need a, you know, one or the other, but it's really just starting the journey where you feel when you're ready to. Yeah. I love it. Yay. Thank you. Well, you're such a great resource for me and my community and my people. And I am just so very thankful for your time. So thank you for being here with us today.
Tamika, I just want to say how much I appreciate you. I am grateful for our friendship, not only as business, but also personally. You've just been such a great person to believe in me and just really help me continue to grow as I can, I guess, as I continue to grow. Well, I'm so very proud of you. Thank you for being here. And I didn't mention on any of my last podcasts, but if you would like to follow along, you can find us on all podcasting streaming forms and you can find us on social media at Say More Words Podcast on all forms. Or if you'd like to follow me, my podcast uh, handle or my, not my podcast, my Instagram or Facebook handle is at the Tamika Taylor. So that's where you can find me and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us.